Is your microphone on? Uh, that's a great question. Okay, oh, is mine on? Yeah, they're all on. Okay, great. I did my job. Good, finally. Hmm. RJ on the ones and twos. What does that mean, by the way? Does anybody know what the ones and twos are? No. Yeah, they're like dials on a, you know, DJs, you know, I don't know. There's like side one and side two sliders. Stuff like that. I always thought it was on the knobs. Yeah, there might be knobs, there might be sliders, but there's like, you know, there's two turntables and a microphone. Like, I have heard. There's like uh, turntable one and turntable two. Oh, and and that's and the ones and twos? I'm guessing, like the sliders for the ones. I don't this know. Is the pro- no, you went into this like, I, kinda, I was like, oh, wonder what the ones and twos, and you're like, well, it's the sliders, and it's the turntables, and it's the, mi-. and I'm yeah. like, is it? I'm guessing. But well, isn't, isn't I, it today, it's thought. all digital, so it'd be the zeros and ones? Oh. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. True. That I Makes understand, sense, right? But there true, is true. a thing on the ones and twos. Okay. Come and knock on our door. We'll be waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too. Come and dance on our floor. Come and dance on our floor. We have a space that is new. We have a space that is new. We have a lovable space that needs your face. Three's company too. We'll see that life is a ball again. Life is calling for you. Our rendezvous. Let's get into it. Last time we were we were talking about theater stories. We got into it a little bit. What about you, Jimmy? What do you got? Oh man. Well, Hollywood was always the dream. Uh, I I kind of I, I kind of. Um, attribute uh, my uh, passion for it through uh, John Ritter and uh, professional wrestling were the, were the two things that were like big in, in my childhood. I like to get thrown around and make people laugh. But the thing that really solidified theater for me was when I was 12, I, my mom belonged to a deaf, uh, a deaf Catholic uh, um, social group. Shout out to all the deaf people who are listening. <laughs> Shout really loud. Um, <laughs> oh, RJ, I, not only did I get a mid-bite, but he owes me a dollar. <laughs> so we went to the, uh, they, they would go to all, to all sorts of outings, but they would go to a lot of theater outings, and we would go, and we went to the Candlelight Dinner Playhouse, which is about a mile from my house, which is surprising to it because where I lived, it was a cultural void. You would see no theater, but there was one uh, 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 equity uh, theater that did everything. Annie, uh, Phantom of the Opera, uh, uh, Grease, uh, and it was in the round. Touring a, companies? Or no, no, no. This was local yeah. dinner theater, and they would just kind of produce like all the big shows, yeah, yeah. but in the round, which mm-hmm. was I thought was really great. And we would go a lot. We, would saw, we saw Annie. We saw Grease. We saw a bunch. And then like, you know, the stage would lower, you know, uh, underneath the ground. And I'm like, where does it go? You know? And the and the, 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 um, the performers would like exit and enter from all, like all around the theater. It's like, where do they go? I just like was so curious. There'd be like secret doors in the lobby that I see would close. I'm just like, what's behind it? What's behind it? I want to know so bad. We went, uh, one time we went to see, and so in the, in the deaf group, of course, it would be an interpreter, usually an adult child of one of the, uh, one of the deaf group, uh, who was hearing obviously. And we went to see the pirates of Penzance at, uh, at this candlelight dinner playhouse. And, you know, 
Pirates of Penzance is hard enough to like speak, right? Much yeah. less, but sign. but sign. I am the very model of a modern midget. General, general. General. How the hell are you supposed to do that, right? Well, I, I would. I mean, I, I would buy a ticket to just watch the interpreter. It sign Pirates of Penzance, and she was doing. She was given at the college try. She was doing great, you oh, know. Oh God, love She's her. Just, you know, it's cute, like twenty something, you know, year old, you know, woman, and um, so. I'm watching it, and you know, I, I kind of go back and forth between watching the show and watching her, like you said, because I'm fascinated by this sort of thing. Absolutely. But, but at one point, there's a scene where all the pirates are getting together, and they're like, I don't know what happens, but they're just like, we're going to go do the thing, hurrah, hurrah, and they all like disperse in all and every vom. And so one pirate comes right past the interpreter, stops, turns to her, grabs her, dips her, and plants a huge kiss right on her face. And then props her back up and then exits. And she's just rolling her eyes and the the, the deaf ladies are all giggling. So it's like good. so good. It's so me too now, but it was so good. But just seeing that and seeing that these characters, this character breaking the fourth wall in such a huge, profound sort of way, it was just like, it makes total sense. It's like, it it actually works. It's not something that like is is foreign to the world that's being created. You yeah, know, yeah. That the audience is part of it, and that that to me just like really elevated the magic, uh, the, the the magic possibilities of theater. And for the longest time, I did theater forever, and I always wanted to do you know scripted stuff and not break the fourth wall. But now, in the past like fifteen twenty years, working for the meatpacking plant. All I want to do is work with the audience. That's I've great. always been drawn to just when it comes to live theater. It's like I, I can appreciate a performance, and I can appreciate um, you know interesting set design and all of those things. But if I'm sitting watching something, mm. and if I even if it, even if it's fake, and I know it happens ten nights, or ten times a uh-huh. week, or whatever, if I feel like I'm a part of an experience that's never going to happen again. Like that to me as an audience member yep. is what, you know, like if I'm engaged and I go like, we're doing this thing and this mm-hmm. thing is never going to happen again in the same way at the same time with anybody else and I'm a part of it. Totally. You know, not and and I don't mean I'm participatory, you know, mm-hmm. so like if, if there's something happening, I want to be involved, but not even being literally involved other than being an engaged audience member, but like an experience where I'm not... You don't even necessarily have to break the fourth wall or you don't necessarily have to, you know, not do death of a salesman in the way that death of a salesman is done in a traditional way. But as an audience member, if I feel like I'm a part of this experience that is unique to this one time that it's happening like and it's the, not going to happen day, again. Yeah. Like that one, like the like one even, even though I know then. it's going to happen again tomorrow sure. night, it'll never be the same as it sure. happened tonight. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Oh, it feels so good. It struck me as interesting in your story because what, you know, what everybody has this classic story of like, oh, I was in a, you know, whatever play and I heard the laughter and it made me go like, oh, I want to hear this laughter forever. And it's mostly bullshit. But it, what strikes me about your story is that what drew you to it was like, how does this work? Yes, like exactly. The, all of the, where do these people go? And like, yeah. where are they? And, you know, I mean, we've all done so many shows and we know what it's like backstage and, and, um, you know, seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But 
even now when I watch a show, big, small, or whatever, I still buy into this illusion that this this character that I'm watching on stage, you know, goes through their quote unquote bedroom door and is in their bedroom. Well as opposed to in the back hall smoking right. a cigarette before they come back out and do their next scene in act two. Sure. I buy into it. Phantom of the Opera has that one scene where the the boat slowly oh, yeah. kind of like goes across and it's, and it's just nothing but like low smoke and some lights just flickering right. into the right. smoke and this like mechanical boat but it's just like the magic is just just delicious. And you know like the whole thing about the backstage fascination thing kind of also goes back to my dad who would like when we would go to Disneyland or something and we would like ride on the you know, it's a small world sort of thing, animatronic, you know, little characters or like, you know, special effect lighting and stuff like that. We would be on the ride, but you, I look over at my dad and my dad would be craning his neck looking behind him and like hitting me on the shoulder being like, look at that. That's how that works. And you, and you turn around and you'd see the, the inner workings of the, you know, of the, of the robots uh-huh. or the smoke machines or where the lights come from. He was so fascinated by it. Like, that's, how, that's how they get these things done. He'd all be like, I'll be darned. Like somebody thought of that. Like that was always his thing. It's like somebody thought of that. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I, all I want from, like, from theater these days is like practical effects like, like our, our plant does you know smoke lighting you know no like uh um, lasers or um projections or like you know computerized projections in the background that's that's a cop-out you know i want to see and i want to see more of that on like television and film you know i saw a a production of salome which oh my god i'm blanking on the guy's name uh big movement uh uh guru shit alvin ailey uh no no th- uh, theater not dance oh Feldenkrais no 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 I'll think of it later but anyway he did this Tommy uh, Toon what Tommy, Tommy Toon <laughs> Tommy Toon does Salome I would love that that would be fantastic <laughs> um they had uh 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 it's kind of almost like a bare stage with like some set pieces in the back but in the very dead center center left and right and center up and down stage was where John the Baptist was oh. And like there was nothing around him. And so the only way that you would see, oh my, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. The only way that you would see that he was uh, 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 in a a jail cell sort of was that there was a void of light around him and everything else, this massive stage in Chicago was completely lit with things happening all around, but he stayed dead center in the stage in somehow a void of light. And, and then when he spoke, like it would, mm-hmm. it would, it would do the complete opposite. Everything else would darken, and just him would, uh, would be lit. Oh, it was so good! I don't know how they did it. So at the chicken packing plant, we have an effect at the end of um, uh, the big, uh, the big uh, machinery changeover uh, that takes place on the dome. Yes, where all the crew members walk through this twinkly light, and you hear twinkly, uh, twinkly music as My they walk away. Favorite moment. Yeah, it's great. So that effect was created by a person that I worked with in theater 35, 40 years ago for um, The Tempest. And what he did is Prospero held a staff. Mm -hmm. And this was a beautifully carved wooden staff. And at the end of it was this tumbleweed Mm. that was sort of his orb. Huh. It was spiky. It was it was a natural tumbleweed that they had added some. uh, They didn't add light to it, but they added sparkly stuff to it. And he's when he was when he was conjuring up the storm at the beginning of the show, 
he takes this thing and pounds it three times on three times on the on the deck, and then he thrusts it into the air, and the thing explodes into light, like a like a physical explosion, and you you you'd be hard pressed to figure out how it was done. In our show, it's the same effect. It's two slide projectors. On either side. On either side of the stage uh-huh. with little black slides with little pinholes in it. Sure. And so it's sending beams of light across that you cannot see. Yes. Right. And then when he shoved that thing up into it, it just exploded because oh. there were so many so many things of light hitting uh-huh, it. Yeah. And, but it. But it was only hitting the tumbleweed. It wasn't hitting anything else. Oh, so the I tumbleweed exploded. Yeah, it I looks like that. it's coming from the tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And Great. that's how that effect at work is supposed to look. Oh, I, I, still, I still think it's pretty magical. Yeah. I like that moment. That, that's what, I, like going back to that Pirates of Penzance, like years later, I realized that that moment was metatheatricality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the character kissing the audience. Broke that fourth wall. Broke the fourth wall. That's meta-theatricality. And I'm like, when I learned that phrase and I put the two and two together, I was just like, that's it. Because running through the audience is not breaking the fourth wall. Not necessarily. Yeah, interacting with an audience is breaking. Actually, interacting with the audience member is breaking the fourth wall. And that's, that's... to me, that's, I mean, I, God damn, that's why I love my job. Ferris yeah. Bueller's Agreed. Day Off. When he looks that's, to the camera. Oh, that's exactly. for me. That's, that's the moment me. when yeah, that that movie for me probably is when I went oh. like, oh, sure, we can take a piss out of this and, and we can all have this experience together Yeah, as opposed to I'm just watching these people pretend to be somebody that they're not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mine, Animal House. Mm. Is there a fourth wall broken in, in Animal when House? When John Belushi... Right before he starts the food fight, does he take to the camera? He puts the potato in his mouth and he goes, <laughs> "Oh, like here it comes, little dead." Just hand, letting him know, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, man!" He yeah. put, he let me in on the secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That kind of moment for me. Well, I don't know if it's the same, but when uh, again, when I was like ten or eleven, I went to we went to Universal Studios in uh, in uh, California, and they had a stunt show. It was like a Western stunt show, you know? Oh, yeah. And like they would bring up a guy from the audience and they would like totally, and like, you know, I'm like 10 or 11. So I'm just like, they're bringing up a guy from the audience. I I want to totally go. And they bring him around and like, it's like, you know, 20 minute, half hour show or something like that with like all sorts of like shoot 'em ups and like people like falling and stuff. And then the guy that they bring up from the audience is at the very top of the building and then he gets pushed off and he falls into the mat. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, he was part of it the whole time. And then, and then, the, I was like, Mom, Dad, I got to see this show again. So the, the show happens like, you know, 15 minutes yeah. later, you yeah. know? And so we went and saw it again. They switched roles. The main guy became the guy in the audience, and the guy who was in the audience became the main guy. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't as good. Right, right, it was right, like, right, right. Like, like, it just wasn't as good as I remembered it. So it was just like, oh. I had a moment like that happen uh, watching a show, and it was. It, it took me going back to the show a second time to realize, you fuckers. <laughs> you they fuckers. You. They got me. <gasps> so it was, it was uh, The Nerd. Do you know The, the Nerd? I directed, Steve Martin. I directed The no. Nerd. No, the, the play jerk. The Nerd. That's the jerk. I directed yeah. The Nerd. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and Wasn't the, there another movie <sighs> called The Nerd that Steve Martin was in? I know The Jerk, yeah. but No, The Nerd is like a guy, well, spoiler, he's the. He, Poses as a nerd. Yeah, yeah he's not, find at the very end. Yeah, uh, the way that the house was set up is that the bar was against the um, sliding glass door mm-hmm. to go out and go around to the other the other unit where he was where Alex was staying. Sure, 
and uh, somebody left. He, they're yelling. They're, there's a fight, um, a, a shouting match. The person leaves, slams the glass door, and as the glass door slams, the theater set wall vibrates, <gasps> and this bottle of booze falls off. Oh, shit. And the actor who is in the moment watching the person just sticks his hand out and catches it right before it hits the ground. Oh. And I was like, oh, that was, I was just like, bravo for being in the moment. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, every night. Every night. And I was like, you fuckers. <laughs> it's got to be something. Uh, it's got to be something, though, that happened in a rehearsal. Oh, of course. And somebody said, keep and it. And somebody was like, we have to figure out a way to do that every night. Well, boys, this brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of Two Characters and a Clown. If you out there liked us, do us a favor and like and subscribe. Yeah, and uh, maybe go on to iTunes and give us a nice review. Five stars helps us tremendously. You could follow us on Instagram, at Two Characters and a Clown, or on Twitter, at three libidos and soon on tiktok stay tuned love you boys bye kids enjoy yourself it's later than you think enjoy yourself while you're still in the pink the years go by as quickly as a wink enjoy yourself enjoy yourself it's later than you think